Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! Okay, here we are. We're live. It's it's Monday, January 17th, also known as Moving Day. And this is news that you can use from YAA. And, and well, I can actually touch Zach today. Also, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, so yes, acknowledge that as well. Yeah, it's good to be by your side, Pops. We've got Andrew saying, I feel like I'm in a Zoom meeting waiting for Ray and Zach. Well, yeah, instead of you being at your condo, you're here with me live, yes, which yes. I really appreciate. Yes. We got Igor here as well, which we appreciate as well. It's a holiday. So, you know, it is a holiday. So let, me, let me just, people need to hear you. Okay. It is a holiday. Uh, it is, it is, yeah, it is a holiday. And, um, and, uh, you know, I can see that I, I need like a haircut or something. It wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt, but you look pretty good then. You yeah. really, really do. Give us a quick sound check in the in the chat if you don't mind, Neil. Good morning to you as well. Pops, yes. the, the story today. Yeah, there's a story. <laughs> we got to have a story, man. Okay, it's news. We do news. We, we don't do, do news. stories. We do news. Car prices. Car prices. They're still going to go up. We got the latest chip shortage data, and you know what? Auto Forecast Solutions is doing what they do best. No shots, no shots, but I'm just saying they, they're doing what they do best, which is revising prices up. They, the values or, or amounts up. Yeah, they well, they they Value continue down. to do their search, their searches, and their and and gather information. And and as they continue to gather that information, they have to make adjustments to their projection projections. And and last week when they were projecting a a, a loss of production of one hundred forty nine thousand units globally. Yep. I believe it was. Well, that number is now up to over 800,000 globally. But the biggest portion of the lost production is in Europe and not in North America. So I just tossed it in the live chat. So go ahead. The, it's the same URL every week. We're going to be updating it. I uh, want some feedback uh, because I'm I doing I just it. Gave you some. <laughs> I'm doing a new format for how I present the data oh, that there. That type of feedback. Um, so let me share my screen pops and let's jump into it. We've got last week's right here. So you can see the table, as yes. you just said. Yes. The total number of vehicles that were taken out of production, 47,000. The yes. projection for the year, yes. 767,000. Yes. Scroll up. Yes. I broke it out into two different tables. So here's year to date so far what's happened. Yes. We went up to 149,200. So okay. we took over 101,000, nearly 102,000 vehicles out of production last week. You can see the change for each region. So like you said, primarily in Europe, but yes. South America and North America, definitely not out of the way, right? Like there were there were big um, production cuts there. Interestingly, China, the rest of Asia, the Middle East, there's... Well, maybe, maybe they just, I don't know what the asterisk stood for, but maybe it was that the data wasn't available be my guess potentially potentially because yeah, we anticipate there's probably the same shortages and issues out yes. there now this is what's interesting dad so oh, the the okay. week over week delta <laughs> I feel good. you know they who's canceled, this guy who's they, this guy over they, here? they canceled a lot of flights who's this guy over here put my 40 plus years of auto experience to work for you you're not picking up the phone you picking up the phone you don't I, even I won't even pick calls. up the phone when you call. No, <laughs> but I do, you know, I do get into the chat section of or the comment section of of our YouTube. Oh, you channel. are, you are, and no. and I do, uh, no, do try to, and and I do get emails that that you don't even know about that I. You've answer. been working out. 
No. Your doctor probably <laughs> suggested. Your... Okay. So there were 102,000 vehicles. What, I, what I did work out was spending a lot of money on my kitchen remodel that's going to be happening. Stay tuned for that. Follow yes. him on Instagram at Raz is Jazz. Okay. I took a, I took a, a before video. I don't know how to post it, though. I'll show you. Okay. 102,000 vehicles taken out of production in one week. Yes. This is what I find fascinating. Yes. So the projection, remember yes. last week the projection was yes. 767,700 vehicles are taken out of production for the entire year. So what, what are you going to say? It's only gone up by like 70,000? 65,000. Oh, so, so there's a couple ideas here. Yeah. And let's see. So the projection for Europe went up from 280 to 331. That's yes. where the biggest change happened. Yes. Yes. South America, North America, the projection for China went down 100. The projection for projection for the rest of Asia went down. Yeah. Projection for the Middle East went down. wonder what the, that asterisk stands for. <laughs> well, let's see. Come to auto news, microchip numbers. I'm just trying to surface data, so it's nothing nothing crazy here. Unchanged from a week earlier. Oh, okay. That's well, what now that we means. Know. So let's come back here, though, Pops. Because this is the analysis you're not finding So if it was else. unchanged from a week earlier, why there's change? The why actuals. The actuals. But the projections oh. went down. Gotcha. The change, though, for the projection was 65,100 when the actual was over 101,000. That means one of two things. Um, it either means that they're suggesting that the numbers are going to get better week over week over week, right? That yeah. the actual numbers are going to get better because they're saying that the projection's not growing at the same rate that the actuals are growing. So yeah. it's going to get better. Or we're in for a repeat of last year where we started last year at about a half a million. Yeah. And we ended up, the year at near 11 million. Yeah. Data is fascinating, but it tells a story that I think is, is incomplete, but leads me to begin to believe that you were right from the prior week. These numbers are going to get revised. They're going to go up. They're going to go yeah. up. They're going to go up. Uh, you know, there's there's an old saying hmm. that that figures lie and liars figure. Figures lie. Is so it about you, skating? Figure skating? It could be, yeah, yeah. Especially when it comes to the international judges for figure <laughs> skating. But but my point That's a is story. But my point is um, that that you really can't read everything into the figures that you see that you might like to. Yeah. Figures sometimes can be misleading. Um, and liars, well, they're always trying to figure <laughs> something out. But so figures lie and liars figure. Um, yeah. I mean, we have some data. Uh, how good that data is at the moment, I, I, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, but we'll see as, as time moves on, you know, th these are just projections at this point. And, and, you know, they were projections all last year and we kept seeing revised projections. And honestly, I believe we'll, we will continue to see on a weekly basis, revised projections because there's just so many factors that can impact production and, and part of it will be chip shortages. Yep. And I read a comment this morning from somebody that's in the, in the industry and where they produce uh, the ABS braking systems for a number of manufacturers. Okay. And, and some weeks their production goes down because the ECUs that they need, which are the microchips just aren't available to them. So it fluctuates and, and it could be because uh, a plant where those ECUs were being manufactured uh, might have had a COVID outbreak, or maybe they just had shortages. I mean, so 
it's early in the year and it's too early in the year to know exactly what the loss is going to be. Now let's switch gears a little bit though, Pops, because we've talked about this plenty of times. There's a chip shortage that leads to a car shortage. We have the latest data. I know I didn't share this with you, but I just pulled it up. So this is live. This is, this is really interesting. You know, I, when, when I was 188 miles away, I could appreciate why you didn't always share with me. The fact that, I don't know, we're inches apart. And yet you still don't share with I me. I bought you coffee this morning. You did. Yeah, that that that's that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> this comes from our friends over at Cox Automotive. New vehicle supply exceeds 1 million units as domestic automakers build inventory. Perspective here. New car inventory used to be around 3 million units. Three and a half. Yeah. yeah. But let's take a peek here. Yeah. So this is from Cox Automotive. We're up to almost 1.1 million in inventory that they supply on a national level for all the manufacturers is up to a 35-day supply. Which there's a big asterisk here. You compare the data that Cox Automotive puts out to the data that Automotive News puts out to the data that Four Eyes, we talk about that, that website, that company Four Eyes, very different numbers. Cox yes. Automotive has the rosiest outlook i'd say in terms of the day's supply which we'll, we'll scroll down they have all yes. the different manufacturers here in just a moment average new car listing price over 45.5 but you can see inventory is up from november yes where it was 935,000 units still available supply is down 62 percent behind the same period in 2020 in raw numbers the current supply of unsold new vehicles is more than 1.8 million vehicles less than the stock of a year ago and 2.5 million less than 2019 like you said three there, and a half there you have it and 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 even if it truly is a 35-day supply. Yep, which we're going to look at those numbers in just a second. You, you know, in the past, manufacturers and dealers like to have about a 90-day supply of new cars on the lot. Okay, not 35. Which is changing. We're yeah. going to talk about Honda. So, so, story from you know, Honda so, so moving forward in whatever the new normal becomes, um, you know, maybe that Instead of 90 days, it's going to be closer to a 60-day supply. Yep. Um, but even if it's going to be a 60-day supply, um, you're you're roughly just half of where it is that the new normal should be. So let's hit on a few comments here. We've got from our friend USATF Jumper. Uh, just checked my used car price for my 2020 Kia Nero Pahev EX using YAA Trade Value Trade. Check that back at joinya.com. Went from 29740 to 29815. I purchased out the door 34000 back in April of 2020. Yep, so it's going back up just a little bit. Empire Foundation, vehicles at the auctions here in the Midwest are taking weeks to a month to sell. Hashtag yeah, but, high but, reserves. Yeah, but, but eventually they're selling. Eventually somebody is agreeing to, to, to pay those higher reserves. Let's help training, uh, train King really quick. Should I order a new truck at 4% under invoice at a dealer six hours away and maybe in a longer order queue or finding more local dealer that were on our X plan pricing on a new Ford Super Duty? I take the under invoice deal. Um, well, but the X, isn't the X plan pricing under invoice? Uh, I forget when it comes to Ford. We had some, we have back on the YA website, um, Ford invoices for the 2022 model year, not 2023. I forget how much X plan is under, but still, if you can get anything under invoice, even on an order right now, and you get a signed buyer's sheet, buyer's order, that's a, that's yeah, a deal. But make sure it's signed by yeah. the general manager or yeah. 
somebody of significance other than say your salesperson. <laughs> okay. So let's look down here. Prices keep climbing in December. The average listing price or asking price for new vehicles set another record 45.5 up from 45,000 at the end of November. By comparison of the same period in December 2020, the listing price was 40,500, 600. In December 2019, excuse me, it was 38.3. Average transaction price was up to 47,000. Hmm, wonder why the average transaction price is higher than the average listing price because they're doing bait and switch and deceptive things that Ford says you can't do. But anyway, well, um, the average listing price for a luxury vehicle. Holy cow, that's expensive. Yeah. Now, here's where I want to go, Pops. They have national day supply for all the different manufacturers. Yeah. This is the, this is, this is, we haven't used an ad lib yet. I don't know if this will show up on the screen, but I'm going to, you can't hear this, but I'm going to do There's this. not a big enough bowl to make that, bowl to make that much poop. This is insane. They're saying that Subaru has a 30-day supply. That's the, where they where yeah, how where where just Japan? go outside. Japan maybe go outside. Maybe. Seriously, we, there's a Subaru dealer near us. We'll go about, walk past it. There's, yeah. What? They have a you know Subaru has a four-day supply of cars nationally. Pops like this is like what's like name uh, pick an Outback. That's a pretty uh, pretty popular model of theirs. And let's do our area. What's our zip code here? I don't know. I My don't zip know. code in DC is that. We'll um, do within 50 miles. Yeah. And let's do just new. What do we have the day supply at here? All right, we got it at 29 for this area. I guess they're not selling fast. And also, this is totally influenced by the fact that dealers are advertising cars they totally that, don't that they have. don't have. They totally that, don't that have. That are incoming. Yeah. And and that a lot of them are already spoken for. So it, it's it's hard to it's hard to say what the actual day supply of cars is. Igor, drop in knowledge bombs. Yeah. Most Subaru dealerships have less than three new cars in stock at all times. Okay, so that would mean one or two. My old less my three. old Subaru dealership has zero <laughs> new cars and only four CPO cars. Okay, so like you should be glad that's your old Subaru dealership. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just pulling the numbers back up, not showing the screen, but Lexus at a 17-day supply, Toyota at a 20-day supply from these numbers, Acura at a 21. Those are all sounding about right, if not a little lower from yes. the data that we pulled from automotive news. At the under and other end of the spectrum, pops Fiat with yeah. a 166-day supply, which you know what? But that could just be one car. That could be the only Fiat unsold new Fiat left in America. No, seriously. It very well could be. There were, I think it was 200 Fiat sold in the fourth quarter last year. So, like, that doesn't mean there's a lot of them Alfa Romeo. You know, with if, if, if you were one of those dealer principals that said, yep, I'm going to build a standalone Fiat dealership, how are you feeling today? <laughs> how are you probably, feeling probably about lighter. that investment today? Literally lighter. Like, your pockets are lighter. Yeah, your pockets are lighter. Your bank accounts got less in it than they could have had. Yeah. All right, here we go. Laquita is covering car prices every day, really worth all your time and effort. What about the price of milk? Milk is fascinating. Cars, not so much. Yeah, but we're trying to build a business around cars. Cars, yeah. I mean, yeah. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're not building a business around milk. But maybe we should. Yeah. I'll uh, talk to our investors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah, we'll... you're, you're, you're milk advocates. YMA. <laughs> We get a trademark on that. That's pretty good. Um, oh my god! Yeah, no. yeah. I mean, we, we yeah. Like and, then next, and then the next thing you know, we're going to be your dairy gal advocates, and your yeah. It is what it is, pops. Let's turn to this news story from our friends over at Honda. Let me share my screen with the folks. Do I know home. anything about any of these stories? I put it in the show topic sheet. Oh, I forgot the look. 
Come on, that's not on me. That's not you on me. Busy, busy moving today. Honda wants to embrace its low inventories. Well, what else could it do if it doesn't have any cars? Of course they're going to want to embrace it. Super tight vehicle supplies are weighing on sales now, but the way Honda sees it, they also provide a po- provide positive lessons for the yeah, future. Yeah. What's, what the, lesson? Po- what's yeah. the positive lesson? Prior to the pandemic-induced vehicle shortages that have become the norm in the auto industry, dealership lots were full of cars and trucks in nearly every color and trim, waiting for consumers to choose one, like a loaf of bread at the supermarket. They, yes. That would have been funny or if they said milk. Or a quart of milk. That would have been funny. <laughs> yes. Um, it's also worth pondering where to draw the line. All right, all right, all right. Let's come down here. Wait, you scroll up. I know that guy. Do you? Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Steven Center, uh, who I just uh, – I forget. who he just He's going to go run Kia – of of America, uh-huh. um, yeah, I, I know Stephen. He he was he'd been with Honda for years. Really? Yeah. Because oh, when you were with Acura, yeah, you know some yeah, of these guys? yeah. I used to attend meetings with Stephen. That's nice. Yeah, he was he was a nice a nice guy. We we didn't always see eye to eye on things, but he was a nice guy. <laughs> I'm just gonna give Empire Foundation. Yeah, exactly. Try almond milk. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what the heck has Honda learned? I think they've learned that they can make more money. Yes. So America Honda. Uh, yeah. American Honda has traditionally had inventories of 300,000 new vehicles nationally, plus 100,000 in the pipeline. That's now gone, but the scarcity has brought financial benefits. How many cars does Honda have out there right now? For any of you playing along at home, if you want to know this, go to resources, go to blog. Should be right up here. New car inventory levels for 2022. Look at that. Let's come down here. Honda. Hey, currently January. This is January. This is December. They got 55,000 cars in inventory right now. Okay, so that's only... That's that, a sixth of where they that, want to be. That That's only 345,000 less than where they'd like to be, including their pipeline. Quote, if you're able to take a significant part of that overhead out of the equation, I think you make this a much more efficient and profitable business for all concerned. I think he's talking about floor plan. I think he's talking about holding inventory at the dealership. Yeah. We've always operated historically with 400,000 vehicles in the pipeline. Could we do that with 300,000? Could we do that with 100,000? I don't know what the number is, but we are now, we are certainly now doing the investigation. They're figuring out that if there are fewer cars, it's, it's, we've talked about this so much. It's the just in time type manufacturing. Anytime you have a piece of inventory and you're holding on to it, you're losing money. Yes. And we're moving in a direction. And, and anytime, yeah. and anytime you have inventory on the lot in a parking spot. Each one of those parking spots has a value. Yep. Okay. You expect to turn the product that's sitting in that parking spot X number of times a year. Yep. Um, and so if it takes longer, then it's costing you money. Now, here's the issue for most dealers they have a poop ton of parking spots. <laughs> they put a lot nothing, of money into that and nothing to fill them. So there's no return of investment on those unused parking spots yeah just saying Is that it yeah that, that was, was good that, that was, was good. that was my nugget all right but it's it's fascinating to see this is not the first manufacturer to signal and it, yeah, to be clear also, this is the future this is the new reality well they're all signaling it because that's what that that's that's the reality of the situation today and it will be the reality afterwards as well not necessarily i i am i am not, not convinced I, I am not convinced you've been a part of this industry long enough to know uh, that. yeah i am not I, what i am convinced is that when they all have the ability to produce as many vehicles as they would like again this is to jay crock's question right here won't the manufacturers not like this new normal 
at a certain point, when they all have the ability to produce more cars again, there will be somebody at one of these manufacturers that says, let's get market share. Let's produce a poop ton of cars. Let's put incentives on them at the dealerships to get them to move. And let's move the needle on what our share of the market is. And once one does it, it's kind of just like the airline industry. When one changes the fare for uh, a flight from Chicago to Philadelphia, then they all change the fare for the flight from Chicago to Philadelphia to match what that new fare is. And so if one manufacturer decides they're going to they're going to go on a quest for market share. Well, there's not one CEO at any of these manufacturers that's going to say, yep, let's voluntarily give up our market share. No, Ain't I going hear to you. Happen. I hear you. I hear you. So I don't know that it's the new, new normal. I just know that they're talking about what the situation is today. And that situation will change when, when the ability to manufacture. Yeah as many cars as they want changes. All right, let's jump to the chat real quick. We got one other I want to touch on for today. Let's go here to Kevin GR. What do you do when the F&I manager keeps putting the wrong info on the credit application? Well, first of all, the F&I manager should not be filling out the credit. You and Kimberly have talked a lot about this. You you don't like stores where the F&I manager is the one filling it out. Absolutely not. Why is the that? Man, because the customer needs to fill it out. Because, because if there is... Anything on the credit application that's fraudulent, it's because the customer did it, not because somebody else, somebody else filled it out for the customer. Uh, in the stores that I worked in, salespeople were not allowed to fill out the credit application. They handed the credit application to the customer. They had the, the customer fill in the credit application. The salesperson would look at any information that was missing. He would ask them to con to complete what was missing, and then they would make sure that the customer signed it. If it is in the salesperson's handwriting or the um, F&I manager. manager's handwriting, and if there's an issue, then it becomes fraud on the part of the F&I manager or on the part of the salesperson, uh, other than either one of them saying, well, I must have misheard them. You know, if, if their monthly income is 3000 a month and the, and the sales manager or the salesperson wrote down 4500 or the F&I manager wrote down 4500 that'd be hard to miss here yeah no i hear you there's, there's a, a lot of there's yeah. a potential for fraud yes. um, when you introduce yes. that yep so there you go kevin ask to fill it out yourself. yes yes yeah absolutely from igor here ray uh, zach and ray my old subaru store now has one finance guy one sales manager and two salespeople for staff that's it because it has only 23 cars in stock. New zero, use 23 in inventory. Wow. Yeah. That, and, 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 you know, realistically, that has major impacts on the ability of, of the few people that are still in that dealership to be able to make a living. Because it's still going to require a lot of time on those people's behalfs when they're staffing the store with so few people. And, and their return... Uh, as as some type of monthly income is going to be greatly reduced. Thanks for the kind words. Also, Pops, we've got a, uh, a thought here from Laquita. You guys should open up some kind of dealership for fun. Get us office suite and do it cheap. You'll get access to every auction and all the data. Laquita, I appreciate that. I actually have been, I've thought about that. If you, you, you may not, um, 
know the story, but some of the websites like Kayak, for example, in the travel industry. Yeah, yeah, I use them. You use them, right? Yeah. The way Kayak started was they actually like became a registered travel agent because mm -hmm. that was the way to get access to all the airline data and things like that, even though they then went on to disrupt that yeah. space. I thought about, because we can't get access to V Auto, which is the used car pricing. If we get which access, is a great tool. I know it way. is. The best we can do is BlackBook. Yeah. But if we do get well, access, that's not to these, a bad tool. BlackBook's great. <laughs> if we do get access to some of these things, then we got to be. We have to think about how we would present them uh, because we can't give access to them because in all of their, yeah, all the like contracts that you sign with them, it's like you can't distribute this data. But it'd be great. Yeah. Great to have access to the to the Mannheim Market Report, V Auto. Honestly, to even just like see what cars are going for at auction. So it's we've thought about it. I'm working on the insurance stuff first. Yeah, I get it. That's you a, handle that. That's a pain in the yeah. butt, man. Total pain yeah. in the butt. Okay, we've got a final story for today, Pops, that you had actually queued up, which was there was an article in Automotive News that talked yes. about breaking down silos within the dealership. The headline reads, California car dealership pay plan breaks down sales, F&I silos. You and Miss Kimberly Klein talked about this last Friday, how... The um, uh, finance manager and the sales manager typically don't work together. You've been quoted as saying it's like a team sport, but not really because they're all individuals. It, it, but yes, yeah. it's it, it's the greatest individualized team sport that there is, and there and typically in in a lot of dealerships, it's an adversarial type of relationship between sales, yep. F and I, parts and service. Okay, because everyone gets paid off their gross, and and everybody has a dip, a different ob objective. Um, and this is going to sound crazy, but, but this dealership group out of the Sacramento area in the yellow, I believe it is, yep. um, you know, the, they, they have a guy who said, well, why don't we incentivize the salespeople for helping F and I sell more products? So they, they paid salespeople on product that's sold, uh, and in an effort to try and get them to all work together. Many, 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 many years ago, in the 90s maybe, I had this crazy idea hmm. as far as at dealerships that for salespeople and F&I people, profit is profit. That we always break it down on the sales department, there's front-end profit that the salespeople get paid off of. And up until the past 12 to 18 months, Front-end profit on new car deals was minimal. On average, two to $300 per new vehicle sold was the front-end profit that a salesperson would get paid off of, which in most cases meant that the salesperson was going to collect a minimum or mini commission. Yeah. Might be 50 bucks, might be 100 bucks. Yeah. Okay. The F&I department's gross profits were growing, and the F&I managers were making more and more money. I had this crazy idea that profit's profit. Who gives a damn where it came from? It's the profit on the car deal. You sell a car, if they make $200 on the front end on the sales side, and you make $2,000 on the back end in F&I, and there was another $500 in advertising assistance and floor plan assistance and gas allowances and this and that, Suddenly you had 200 and 2,000 and you had $2,700 of gross profit. No, I get it. Okay. Why not pay everybody off of the same gross it's profit? It's super obvious why. Because people who are making more off of the back end profit wouldn't want to but, share that but, with the front end. But wouldn't. No, no, I get it. And that's what this California dealership yes. has done. And they're seeing like. 
generally it, successful. And and the and and the amount of products that are getting sold per deal has gone up. Which huge asterisk slash caveat there. We're seeing a lot of very aggressive tactics to just sell products in yes, general because but, of the shortage of but, supply. But my point is that profit is profit, and and an and an owner, a dealer, principal, sh when it comes to paying the commissions, shouldn't care where the profit comes from on the car deal, just that it comes. Yep. Just what the cumulative amount of that profit is, um, and if they did that, and I mean, there was a time when I worked in an Acura dealership where I got paid off of what parts and service did, as well as what the sales department did. I had a real incentive to try and find ways to help parts and service I get improve their business every month because there was a financial reward for me. And what that did is it brought about a camaraderie within that store. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, there wasn't, camaraderie? Yeah, because there wasn't this adversarial relationship between sales and service. I think it's just camaraderie. Camaraderie. Okay, I'm sorry. Illustrative. Yeah, that too. It was illustrative of, of what you can do when you have camaraderie, when you have com camaraderie. Um, I get it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, I think you've painted the picture. I get it. Yeah. And, and, and I just, I don't understand why more stores don't do that. Why more stores don't tear down those silos so that yeah, everybody's that, playing on the same team. My thought here, and then let's move on because I don't want to belabor it too long. When you have systems that have been set up in a certain way, yeah. it's really hard to transition out of them. We're seeing that across but the board. But it doesn't mean you don't try. It doesn't, I mean, that's let's switch the, gears. The, let's wait a switch second. Gears. That's the whole basis for our business is, is because of the way that the vast majority of dealerships operate, we think it's wrong as, as to how it pertains to Doing the it consumer. from the outside coming in is very different from doing it on the inside. Like, it's very But the point is, ultimately, we want the dealerships to try and change. We want them no, to try course. and do something differently. So just because they've always done it this way doesn't mean they should continue to always do it this way. But you're... <laughs> okay, we got... We, I don't want to belabor this, but you're talking about a new tactic from the dealership to essentially sell more products to consumers. Part of what we do is coach people through the idea of, of making sure that they negotiate these things and might not necessarily buy more products at the dealership. That's fine. So you're advocating for a change that may or may not net-net benefit the consumer. I'm just saying. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm just advocating for, for the way dealerships operate. It's we're not. I'm not saying that. Oh, gee. The, know, but the, the channel is. I'm not saying that the like... consumer should then go buy more overpriced stuff if it's overpriced. I'm. I'm just. I still want the consumer to be informed as to what pricing should be, what costs might be, uh, what they what they should or possibly pay for something. But I'm just saying that if you break down those silos in the dealerships as to how people get paid, then maybe the whole process begins to take on a more customer-centric approach where everybody's working towards the same goal. And there's com camaraderie. Uh, yeah, it's illustrative. MJ Reed, another <laughs> idea Whatever. that you guys can offer service to help people buy cars, like have a Zoom meeting open to the buyer, uh, to the dealership, negotiate the price. There's some ideas. So just want to share the screen really quickly. We've got the membership. We Consider do. becoming a member. I've been, and we got to talk yeah. about it now. Yeah. You hear like, 
later on this year, we probably, and I know Igor's in the chat and he's very passionate about this. Like later on this year, we probably need to set up some affinity programs where you get like YAA pricing at dealerships. I know we could set that up. Mm -hmm. It would just take a little bit of, you know, like actual putting some effort and work into it. But look at becoming a YAA member. You can chat with us. You can get your car deals removed. Once you own your car, you need help filing claims and things like that. We're here to do that as well. You've got real coaches, real people to help you. My dad included many others. So take a look at that if you do want help from us as you're navigating the car buying process. We've got Igor in the chat pop saying, Zach, I have more sales staff working at my Ferrari Maserati store than at my Subaru store. That's how bad it is out there for some of the brands. But as far as Cox Automotive is concerned, Subaru's got a 30-day supply of inventory. Yes, yes. And I bet you your, your Ferrari store um, doesn't have a whole lot of day supply of, of new cars because most <laughs> of the new cars are spoken for. I mean, heck, would there be even any on the lot right now? I kind of doubt it. Well, some nice used ones. All right. Melissa in the chat saying disheartening when it's not a team effort pops. We saw it. We had a caption or excuse me, a comment before. Talk about team effort. Who's going to win the football game tonight? Um, well, I, I saw a tweet the other day where somebody somebody said Cardinals will upset. And my response was, <laughs> yes, they will either upset the Rams or they will upset their fans. But one way or the other, they will upset. We've got um, we've got a football game tonight. We yes. are rooting for our Arizona Cardinals. We will be back tomorrow at noon. Yes, whether win or lose, win well, they can't draw. So win or lose, <laughs> we'll be back. Either happy or sad, but we will be back. And just so everyone knows, and feel free, please put in the chat here. We'd love to read your response. Um, we're gonna be filming probably in about an hour after this, eat some lunch, hang out a little bit. Um, we're gonna do either some whiteboard stuff or we got an ipad sitting over here my dad's going to be able to like draw and telestrate we're going to do some some we're going to try some different content formats so we've got on the docket for today factor ordering a car in 2022 what you need to watch for how to sell your car for the most money possible uh fees that you should and shouldn't uh, pay for in 2022 with you either writing on the screen or white, writing on the whiteboard on the screen or going on the whiteboard. anyway let us know in the chat that'll be back i, on I the just YAA. might become the whiteboard you can write on me <laughs> i don't think we're gonna write on you. yeah you want a tattoo uh, you know i was thinking of that wait were you really yeah i really was when i was driving and i passed a couple tattoo parlors and i was thinking i wonder if they could get one in before the snow comes all right goodbye everyone good to have you back Tom. yeah it's it's well yeah i want to say it's good to be here right next to you young man i like it man yeah no i like it too thanks for having me all right see everyone tomorrow oh god i'll be here i don't know about you all but i would hope so <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now I don't have to say love you. Bye. Uh, yeah, well, now you can still tell me you love me. I love you too. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon. <laughs>